Hello everybody, it's me, your fearless host, Vince Randall, and welcome to the Bardic Inquisition. Today, we're going to be talking about what it means to hunt a monster. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Bardic Inquisition. I am your host Vince and today we're going to be talking about what in the world is Monster Hunter Rise and what Monster Hunter is as a franchise. But on top of that I'm also going to give you my top 8 tips for Monster Hunter Rise so stay tuned. And one final thing before we get started, if you like what we do here at the Bardic Inquisition, please consider donating at patreon.com slash Bardic Inquisition. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or even Audible, whichever you prefer. Now, let's get down to business. So, to start us off here, what even is a Monster Hunter game, right? Well, simply put, Monster Hunter is a series of games released by Capcom where you do just what it says you do. You hunt monsters. And Monster Hunter Rise, with the exception of Stories 2, is the newest in that series. So, alright, cool. Sounds simple enough, right? So, what's the big deal? Why do people like this game? What keeps people coming back to Monster Hunter over, say, another series? Well, I'm about to tell you. First off is the gameplay loop. It's fairly straightforward. You go and you hunt a monster, you kill the monster, you carve the monster for its parts, and you use those parts to make armor, which you then use to hunt other monsters. Okay, that's cool, but what else? Well, for one, Monster Hunter Rise is an action RPG, but it has, to me, a very Dark Souls-like nature in terms of how you actually play the game. See, unlike some games where you can kind of button mash through, in Monster Hunter you kind of have to slow down a little bit, take a gauge of what the monster is doing, and then respond appropriately. One thing that I will say that you do not play Monster Hunter for, though, is the storyline. Let's be honest, with most Monster Hunter games, the storyline's kind of just a paper-thin, oh, the monsters are acting crazy, and we have to stop them. Yeah, there's not much to the story, but let's be honest, you're not playing it for that reason. What you might be playing it for is instead the weapon variety. 
Not only does each monster have a weapon and a set of armor that you can craft using its parts, but there are 14 different weapon types, all with different movesets. Okay, sounds cool, right? But what about Rise specifically? What makes Rise stand out from the other Monster Hunter games? First of all, there was the introduction of the Wirebug. A Wirebug is a little small flying bug that shoots out this kind of blue string of web, and it lets you do a lot of your really cool moves, but above all else, the Wirebug gives you extra mobility in and out of combat. A lot of people compare this to the Clutch Claw of World, but with the Wirebug, you can actually do quite a bit more. Do you like dogs? Because that's the next thing that appeals about Rise to a lot of players. You can have dogs, but not just any dogs, dogs that you can ride. See, in a lot of Monster Hunter games, you can have a buddy called a Palico, which is a little cat guy that runs around and helps you in battle. And those are present here, but here you also get a Palamute, which is the dog that I was talking about. Now, Palamutes don't have quite as many options in combat as the Palicos do, but hey, like I said, you can ride the dog. And that makes getting around the map a lot easier. Not to mention that while you're on the dog, you can sharpen your weapon or even drink a potion without having to worry about standing still. Another thing that was introduced in Rise were the switch skills. These are basically moves that you can swap out for other moves. Each weapon in base Rise has three, but in Sunbreak, the expansion to this game, they add even more and the ability to swap between them mid-combat. And I really love this. The ability to swap out moves between the weapons really gives this feeling of customizing your weapon to fit your playstyle, and I, I, oh, chef's kiss. Speaking of chef's kiss, do you know what kind of sucked in Monster Hunter World? The multiplayer. Do you know what they fixed in Monster Hunter Rise? The multiplayer. Now, before World, I don't know what the multiplayer aspect of Monster Hunter was, but in Rise, it is super easy to join somebody else in a hunt. If you have friends to play with, they simply have to make a lobby, you join that lobby, and then they post a quest and you go to the quest board and hit join quest and join their quest. It's really that easy. And even if you don't have friends to play with, if you need help during a hunt, you can send out a join request and other random people can come in and join you on your hunt. And on the other end of that, if you're looking for a quest to join, you can just go to the job board and look for join requests and join other people's hunts. Okay, yeah, but what if I'm playing with a friend and that friend is like new and I've been playing for a while? Well, they even offer incentives for helping out people that are a lower hunter rank than you. Man, what a well-designed game. Oh, and just as a quick off-the-cuff thing, the dev team for this game series is very responsive to feedback, and they're always looking to improve. That's something you don't see a whole lot nowadays. But hey, if I've convinced you, that's great, because you can find the game on Nintendo Switch, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. And if you're thinking about getting this game, stay tuned for this next part, because I'm going to give you my top 8 tips for Monster Hunter Rise. 
So going back to a point that I made earlier in the podcast, this is not a button mashing game. Do not think that you can just trade blows with a monster and expect to come out ahead. At the start of the game, it's a little less punishing, but near the end of the game, a lot of monsters can just two-shot you into the ground. And in Monster Hunter, if you're knocked out three times, the hunt is over. So, number one, learn the monster's moves and play smart. If you just got hit for half of your health, don't try to keep fighting the monster. Try to find an opportunity to get away and drink a potion. And don't get me wrong, I also have to fight the urge myself, but sometimes it's better to pull back and recover your health even if it means you miss out on a lot of potential damage. Again, you only get three knockouts. And if you're playing multiplayer, that applies to the entire team. Yeah, you only get three KOs total. Point number two. Use expeditions to gather resources. Weapons, items, and armor are all very important parts of a hunter's arsenal. So it's very important that you take the extra little bit of time out to go on some expeditions and gather resources. And another good part about expeditions is that during them, you get unlimited knockouts. So if you want to go after a monster, knock yourself out. Point number three, hire a lot of buddies. Now, when I say buddies, I mean palicos and palamutes, not actual human friends. Although those are important too. One of the cool things about Rise is that when you're going out on a solo hunt, you can take two buddies with you. And this is not limited to one palico and one palamute. You can actually take two palicos with you or two palamutes with you if you prefer dogs. And with the palicos at least, there are five separate styles of palicos, so it's a good idea to experiment with which kind of palico you like the most and take one of those. Personally, I recommend at least one gatherer palico because they can get you a lot of extra parts. Number four, use the submarines and the meowcenaries. This one kind of ties into my third point. You see, one of the reasons that I say that you should have a lot of buddies is because you need to have a team of meowcenaries and you ideally want a few palicos slash palamutes for the submarines. The Meowcenaries are a team of Palicos and Palamutes that you can send out to do little hunts on their own and gather you parts. However, the subs let your Palicos and Palamutes journey across the islands, I guess, to trade goods with people across the sea. So if you're looking for particular types of herbs or mushrooms or insects, they can try to get those things for you. Now, what exactly they're trading in exchange for these things, who knows, but you get items and those are great for crafting. Number five, don't forget optional subquests. One of the best ways that you can get ahead on resources is by grabbing extra subquests that you can get from the same people that you go to for getting hunts. And you can grab five of these. These are things like gather herbs five times, or complete a hunt in the shrine ruins. These are just extra objectives that you can complete when you're out there doing a normal hunt. They don't really take a whole lot of extra time out of your hunt, so it's just good to have five at all times. Number six, 
Let Yamogi cook your steak. One of the coolest things about Monster Hunter Rise's meal system is that you have these little dongo balls and you can select three of them and they all give you different bonuses based on what you've picked. Here's the thing though, they only have a chance of activating. Now, if you have something called a dongo ticket, you can actually increase this chance by a substantial amount. And how do you get these dongo tickets? Well, by letting Yamogi cook your steak. Or other things, honestly. The basic gist is that at the canteen, the place where you eat your meal, which is for some reason dongo in this game, you can choose to do something called a motley mix. And what that is, is basically just having Yamogi cook some ingredient that you have into something. The easiest thing to do this with is with raw meat into well-done steak. I think she can only cook 99 at a time, but that's still a lot. And for every couple of steaks that she cooks, she will reward you with a dongo ticket. They are really great to have, and in case this wasn't clear, always, always eat before a hunt. Number 7. Try out different weapons and switch skills. Now, when you first start the game, it might be tempting to pick a weapon and just stick with it all the way through without testing out the other weapons. However, even if the weapon that you picked is love at first swing, or I guess trigger pull in the case of the bowguns, it's still a good idea to test out the different switch skill options as you unlock them because some of these are pretty cool. Take for example the Insect Glaive's Diving Wyvern, a move where you jump up high in the air and then dive down quickly into the monster with your glaive, just like a dragoon from Final Fantasy. Or how about the Charge Blade's Condensed Spinning Slash, where you stick your sword into your shield to make kind of like a rudimentary axe, and then the axe head starts spinning like a saw. Pretty cool, right? Number 8. Keep up and experiment with armor sets. One of the coolest parts about every single monster that you fight in Monster Hunter is that each time you fight a new monster, it unlocks a new armor set. And each armor set has a different set of skills on it that help you fight monsters better. You've got simple stuff like attack boost that just make you do more damage, or how about evade extender, which is a skill that just increases the length that you dodge whenever you take the dodge action. And then there's nice comfy skills like free meal that allow you to have a chance to not consume an item whenever you use it. So definitely keep trying new armor sets because you'll never find out which skills that you like unless you test them out. And then the other part of this is making sure that you keep up with your armor sets. Because as the game progresses, the monsters get more and more difficult. And it's very important that you have an armor set that can, you know, keep you alive. Oh, and then there's weapons. Yeah, weapons are also important. But yeah, that's it. Those are my tips. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope they are useful. And I hope you will kindly follow me to the outro.
Alright guys, that's it for this week. I was kind of hoping that this week I would be doing an episode on the newest playtest document for 1D&D, but it hasn't come out yet, so still waiting on that. However, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Again, I'm your host, Vince. If you like this podcast, consider donating on the Patreon. If you want to send me an email, do so at bardicinquisition at yahoo.com or find me on Twitter at bardinquisition. I will see you guys in the next episode, but until then, have fun, play games, and don't stop dreaming.